I had gone to the seminary and decided not to um, become a priest and I because I wanted a family. And one of the parishioners said, wow, did you ever think that when you said no, God said to himself, mm, that's okay, I'll take two of yours next time. I'm Brother Colby Wolnikowski. And I'm Brother Joel Blaze. You're listening to Echoes from the Bell Tower, stories of wit and wisdom from Benedictine monks who live, work, and pray in southern Indiana. My family came down to visit right before Holy Week back in March, and we took a little time to have a heart-to-heart about the impact my family has experienced from me joining the community here. We laughed, we cried, no, there really were tears, and we got honest about the difficulties and joys of religious life. We're a small operation here, so we used a couple different microphones and recording equipment for this episode. You might notice a slight difference in sound between people speaking, but we hope it won't take away from the conversation. Here's a little background about my family. We're a super tight-knit family from Puamo, Michigan, which is about six and a half hours from St. Meinrad. I'm the oldest of five kids, and in this interview, you're going to hear from two of my siblings, Ross and Shelby. Two of my sisters weren't able to make it. Stephanie, my youngest sister, was home with her young family, and my sister's sister, that is, Sister Marie Faustina, who's also in religious life, and actually entered before I did with the Religious Sisters of Mercy of Alma, Michigan. This episode will be similar to the last one with Brother John Mark talking with his parents. We're going to play some of the conversation Brother Colby had with his parents and sister and brother without any interruption from us. Let's begin with some introductions. Hi, I'm Sandy Walnikowski, and I'm Brother Colby's mom. And hello there, I'm Steve Walnikowski, and I'm Brother Colby's dad. I am Shelby Walnikowski, I am Brother Colby's sister. And I'm Ross Walnikowski, and I'm Colby's brother. So we will kind of just jump right in. We're going to see where this takes us. Uh, when I started to seriously look into religious life, um, we were actually all together on the phone with my sister who's in religious life. And I was at a time in my life where I was kind of trying to decide what I thought God was asking me to do. And I had prayed, um, you know, God, I think there's more that you need me to do. Um, and I'm willing to look into it, but you need to make it very obvious. And then my sister called in the next couple of days. And while we were all gathered on the phone, she told kind of all of us together that her religious community believed that I may have a Benedictine vocation. And so we kind of all found out at the same time that that was probably the route I was going to end up looking into. I remember looking at my mom right when sister said that to gauge how she was handling the news. Do you remember that? or? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you, what were you guys thinking during that phone call? Um, well, I had been praying for you a lot, too, because I could tell that you weren't really peaceful. You would come home from work, and I would say, how was your day? And your response would be, well, it wasn't horrible. And I thought, yikes, that's that's not the best response. So I'd been putting a lot of prayer into it, too. And I really kind of had a gut feeling that maybe that was where God was wanting to take you. So I think the only thing I remember not liking about Sister's comment, if I remember correctly, she was saying she wanted you to Join a Benedictine community in Germany. In Germany. And I thought, <laughs> goodness gracious, not not what I want. But but I remember 
kind of thinking that was maybe where God was taking you. And um, and it was your birthday, by the way, when she told you this. She called home for your birthday, and we're all around the phone. And she said, I have something to tell you from our community. Do you mind if I tell you right now with everybody there, or should we talk in private? He said, go ahead. Yeah, so I remember that pretty clearly. I, I do remember it, but I but I think I remember mostly, well, we'll see what comes of it. And um, so, I mean, I, I wanted you to be happy, and I wanted you to do what you wanted to do. I wasn't going to stop you, but I thought, let's just see what it comes of it. Shelby, Ross, what did you guys think when you heard I was entering a religious life? I thought, another one? Seriously? We have to do this again? <laughs> um, I think it's more difficult for me personally because Brother Colby and I um, were very close. And I thought um, that I didn't really want to have him move away. So that was difficult. But I think it's also difficult for another reason. Um, I do not see myself as somebody who is going to be called to a religious vocation. So me personally... Um, trying to understand the calling and also his need to fill that obligation was difficult for me to understand because I don't have that calling. So he will be here three years in May and sister Marie Faustina has been almost six years. The joy that they have and they, they almost glow honestly with it. It's very easy to see this is where they belong. And so once you come to that understanding, it's a lot easier to let go (laughs) in a sense. I think it was a lot easier with Kobe joining because he had more of a of the ability to talk to us throughout the process. Like he he was able to communicate where when sister first joined, it was kind of like she fell off the cliff for a while. So but Kobe, I mean, you could see it as he was here. Um that he was just, he was, he was a happier person. And so like Shelby said, it was a lot easier to accept like, okay, this is, this is happening. I don't actually remember when I told you about St. Meinrad. Yeah. I remember one of our cousins were graduating and I was sitting at the graduation ceremony and I was looking at St. Meinrad's webpage and I looked at my sister Shelby and I said, I think we're in trouble. I was like, I think this might be where I end up. And, uh, Well, the beauty of that was it wasn't Germany. And I thought, Indiana, Indiana's close. I didn't know you were at the bottom of Indiana, (laughs) but it's still good. It's still good. Um, uh, I found St. Meinrad because when I asked Sister, when she was giving me all these monasteries, she actually was trying to direct me to a monastery in Germany. And then she also wanted me to see a monastery in Kansas. Um, And every time she said Kansas, I thought she was saying Kentucky. And we're right on the border of Kentucky and the vocation director out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. He's like, well, I don't know of a Benedictine monastery in Kentucky, um, but there is one in Southern Indiana. I bet you that's where she met. So um, it was, it was through that, that I started to come down and I contacted the vocation director and came for a visit. And I mean, I remember uh, finally getting accepted by the community. And then I remember the drive down because my mom, my dad, um, my sisters, uh, Shelby and Stephanie, my brother Ross, and Stephanie's fiance at the time, Adam, all came down to drop me off to enter the monastery. So there was a carload. And I mean, we were 
adults mostly. And, uh, Mom wanted to all come down in one vehicle. And we're like, Mom, are you crazy? It's a six and a half hour drive. Do you remember that? Oh, very, very firm. I wasn't budging on that. Oh, no. yeah. She was a, she was very firm in that. And so we drove. Um, and we kind of even took back ways, like a little back way here. So it took us a little bit longer. Like we went through. The Indiana State Forest. Yeah, the yeah. Hoosier National Forest. Or, yeah. It, it seemed longer than what I thought. Oh, boy, we're going to be driving this. Yeah. But, but yeah, it took a long time. It did take a long time. Do you remember do you remember that stretch when we got off the highway, like the last five miles coming into town? Like I was so nervous because it was like showing you guys the place where I was really considering. Because you guys had seen pictures at that time, but this was the first time you guys were going to step on campus. And so I was so nervous. And um, we rounded like the last turn in the bend and I could see the towers. And I was like, well, there it is. Yeah, it was it was breathtaking. It was beautiful. Yeah. And so we spent a weekend here. Do you, do you guys? It wasn't a weekend. It was a night. It was a night. Oh, jeez. We came in. We only spent one night, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was only one night. And then we we left. We left the next morning. I guess I'm curious. Have you seen change in me since I've been at St. Minerid? Definitely. A lot of peace. A lot of. Uh, just peace. There's there's just an inner peace about you. Um, and I think that's the foundation for everything that comes comes from that. You know, your joy and, yeah, yeah, confidence. When you're at peace with yourself, that's that's a tremendous gift. Uh, yeah, I, I think the same thing. You just seem really happy. I am happy. I do love it down here. I mean, and... We get to talk every Sunday, pretty much. On most yes. Sundays, I yes. Skype with my whole family, um, except for my sister, who's in religious life. And uh, they'll be sitting around a TV. I think I'm on a TV, right? Yes. And uh, so I think my little nephew believes I'm a movie star or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Actually, when the other night we were over there and I said, uh, we mentioned Brother Kobe, and all of a sudden he turned around and looked at the TV like you know he was supposed to be there, like he was going to be popping in any second. It's hilarious as soon as that skype call starts lincoln is running around the living room showing off you know he's making sure that uncle kobe has an eye on him and can see all of his new tricks that week so it's a lot of fun so you guys have to me changed a lot and it feels like my relationship with you two has to be more intentional in order for me to have a relationship with you two because Mm -hmm. It was when I was in Puamo, it was just convenient. Like I knew I was going to see you on the weekend or see you. So um, while my vocation definitely called me to give um, up that convenience, um, I don't, I feel like it's helped me kind of get closer to you. At least I hope you guys think that too. Yeah, I I would say so. Well, I think as you know, we all age and mature, hopefully our, our relationships are going to age and mature with us. So. Well, I mean, they're praying for me constantly, so I feel like I've I've grown. <laughs> I am praying for you all the time. I'm worried for your soul. Yeah, <laughs> uh, join the line. <laughs> um, what would you tell other people who, uh, other parents who have children who are discerning religious life? I would tell them to let God, let God do what God needs to do. Um, it's difficult. It's difficult, but you know that that's what they want to do. I mean, we always told our children, do what makes you happy. And, um, you know, I don't want them to be, to be going to a job every single day that they hate. 
And um, it just will make a, a just a miserable life. I mean, we found what we like to do, and um, well, I think I think there's more to it than that. Not just what makes you happy, but what gives you that inner peace. Um, excuse me. Whatever it is that God calls us to. He gives us strength to do. We were all created for a very real purpose. And um, it isn't always to be eat something that's easy or comfortable. Our books of saints and our books of heroes of history, they're not the people who were always seeking their comfort and what was easy. You have to be willing to sacrifice, to step out in faith and for both of our kids, I just knew I was not going to get in God's way because if that was what he was calling them to, I had to be open to that because that was where they would find their peace, their joy. And and you also need to be very careful if you act like it's, it's, um, it's horrible or it's not good or it's not possible. You're sending that message to the person and the family who is discerning, because no person discerns a vocation without it affecting other people. It, you're all discerning. You all have an opportunity to say yes or to say no or to say this is too difficult. But you need to trust God, because if you don't, what, what might you be missing that he has in store for you and for the world, the people that you'll encounter when you're living your vocation, whatever that vocation is, and the people whose lives you can change, and you you just have to trust him. Well, and it was kind of funny, too, because I remember after the phone call, I looked at you and I said, uh, are you okay, Mom? And you said, oh, I'm done fighting God. Do you guys have anything else that you guys would want to add? I feel that when both of our kids joined Religious Life, you know, people say, what a sacrifice it is. But when a child gets married, they bring another person into your family who becomes your family. And then through the blessings of of God, maybe there's more family with children. And, and that's wonderful. But I truly believe that that's equally relevant with religious life. I feel that the priests and brothers here at St. Meinrad's are connected to us as family. I pray for them every day. I feel the same about the Religious Sisters of Mercy. We have formed relationships. They're family. They're, they're a part of us, and we're a part of them. It isn't a loss. It, it really isn't. It, I suppose it can be if that's the way you choose to look at it, but it, it is an opportunity for your family to grow in maybe a way that you would not have expected, but there's so much joy in it and so many gifts. St. Meinrad's is filled with beautiful men serving God, and I'm so grateful to have met them and to know them. Yeah, I mean, it really is like a new family down here. It's it's like it's, it's nice coming to see you, but it's so nice to see all the other brothers and get to catch up with them and get to play cards with them. And so that was that is the one benefit of the well, of the many benefits of the religious life, but it's like we did gain a lot of members of our family.
you know, we have a great a great aunt who is a nun and because she's a great aunt, she's always been older and you know, so any religious, I kind of thought, you know, they're quiet and they, you know, they're very prayerful and you know, <laughs> I thought they would be like locked up in a room and like not talking much. And then when we got here, it was like, these guys are actually funny. You know, <laughs> they're nice. They're, they're young. I thought well, they're relatable. They're relatable. Yeah. You know, they, they want to play cards. They want to joke and laugh. They brew beer. They, you know, run, they bike. And the sisters, the religious sisters of mercy, they play ice hockey and they go skiing or not skiing. They go, um, what's it snowmobiling you know they just they're not how you think they are they're normal people <laughs> it's one of my favorite pictures of sister and her habit on the jet ski like flying down the river mm-hmm. i hope you enjoyed getting to know my family a little i know i enjoyed talking to them about this time in our lives today's episode was edited and produced by krista hall with the help of mary jean schumacher tammy sheeter jim paquette Christian Mosek, Brother Colby, and myself, Brother Joel. Brother Joel wrote and produced the music in our episode. Thanks, Brother Joel. A special thanks goes to Sandy, Steve, Ross, and Shelby Wolnikowski. I'm looking forward to catching up and playing cards with you again soon. If you are enjoying Echoes from the Bell Tower, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe to Echoes on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. You can view some pictures of Brother Colby and his family in the blog post for this episode at stmeinrad.edu slash echoes. This is our last episode of the year, but don't worry, all our past episodes are available online for you to listen to. Thanks for listening to our podcast. They, they're the real card sharks, those Wolnikowskis. And I am Ross Wolnikowski, and I'm Brothers Kobe Brother. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a blooper.